The Strategic Living Podcast, episode number 286, A House Divided Cannot Stand. Welcome to the Strategic Living Podcast, a program dedicated to helping you achieve personal healing, discover your strategic purpose, and lead with maximum impact. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the strategic influencer in you. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here is your next level mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Living Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. This is a special edition episode, one that I trust you will be challenged by. And quite honestly, I hope you'll share it with everyone you know. If you're ready to take your life, your leadership, your business, your influence to another level, well, you're at the right place. I'm honored that you're with me today. Let's get started right now, everybody. It's going to be a really special episode. Never before in my lifetime have I seen our nation and quite honestly the entire world so divided, so anxious, so absolutely hell-bent on perpetuating hatred and bigotry and partisan pontification. It's just heart-wrenching for me personally right now. Party against party, race against race, religious denomination against religious denomination, families against family. We are faced with one of the great dilemmas in human history. This level of divisiveness and tension and anxiety has the potential to destroy. It has the potential to negatively impact not only this present generation, but generations to come. What will we do? What, what can we do? How do we stop the bleeding? How do we begin the process of healing? Now, I know this sounds like a somber tone, and to be honest, it really is. In light of some of the things that have happened in the last few weeks, my heart is breaking, and I'm very disturbed and troubled. But I tell you today that I really have hope. I really do believe we can make a difference. I really do believe we can turn the tide. I want to tackle this on today's program because here's what I know. A house divided against itself simply cannot stand. I'm going to forego our weekly tip and resource of the week because of the seriousness of the subject matter and because this is a special edition I'm just talking to you from my heart today. Really not much of a script. I've been out of town for a couple of weeks now, and we were working with a nonprofit ministry group and uh, working with 
married couples at a retreat center in Colorado, and we saw some beautiful, amazing things take place in the lives of those couples. And for that, I'm very grateful. While we were gone, we had the terrible tragedy in Las Vegas, this madman, this insane man who somewhere along the way snapped the brokenness that was unresolved in this man led him on a path that eventually caused this horrible tragedy. 58 lives, maybe more now. Hundreds sent to the hospital in critical condition. And I don't even know how to process what we're seeing happen around our world right now. Over the last few years, our world has become increasingly divided. I would say, honestly, it's become extremely toxic. Brothers are pitted against brothers. Nations are rising up against nations. If you look at the races, the ethnicities, you have a new and a fresh uprising of one race being pitted against another. We have gender wars that are increasing, political parties against political parties. There are extreme generational gaps and conflicts between the millennials and the seniors or the more experienced adults in life. Ideologies and doctrines are creating not unity. They're not causing individuals to come together. They're really creating and perpetuating separation and strife. I think the thing that breaks my heart more than any of this is that the religious sector, churches, religious institutions, pastors, spiritual leaders, so-called spiritual leaders, clergy, for the most part, continue to participate in the rhetoric and the separation. In fact, quite honestly, Sunday morning is the most segregated day of the week in our country. It should not be that way. On our university campuses, we see riots, protests, violence, uprisings, all in the name of political or ideological arguments. It's sad to say, but families are being literally torn apart over things like differing political ideas or various policy positions. Fathers and their sons are finding it hard to relate to one another, to love one another, to honor one another because of a simple lack of understanding or maybe an unwillingness just to be together and to walk things out with respect and with honor. Breaks my heart to say that there is no respect or honor given for those leaders who have been duly elected or appointed over us. And I 
I'm going to say this very clearly today. I refuse to take sides on this. This is not about Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Independent, whether you like the current administration or whether you wished somebody else were in office, whether you like how our president tweets or doesn't tweet. It doesn't ma- I'm not talking about those things. I'm simply saying anarchy and dishonor and disrespect for the office or the offices of duly elected leaders are being spit on. There is no fundamental honor and respect given for leadership and for those who have been put in rulership over us. Celebrities and athletes every day, every week, dishonor our country, dishonor the flag, dishonor our veterans. They dishonor the thousands upon thousands that have given their lives for the very freedoms that we enjoy. Instead of love and kindness, we see anger and rage all over the country. You can't even have a conversation with a loved one without tempers flaring and anger rising up because there is a spirit of anger. There's an environment of anger that has replaced the fundamental basis of love and kindness and long-suffering and tolerance. Harsh words and degrading comments are being tweeted and messaged and Facebooked and videoed with no regard for the sheer havoc or the confusion that they're going to cause. I could go on and on and on to say that we are a people divided is an understatement. I'm speaking, of course, in the context of the United States of America, the country that I was born into, the country that I was raised in, the country that I now reside in. I've had the privilege of traveling all over the world, 18 countries and counting, and I am so blessed and so fortunate to have met engaged with and made relationships in so many places around the world. And I will tell you that in spite of all of our troubles and in spite of all the difficulties we face here in this country, we are still a very blessed and a very fortunate nation. We are still uh, the leader in so many ways around the world. We still have so much to be thankful for, but We are literally a nation that is on the brink. The values, the virtues, the principles that we hold dear, those things upon which this nation was founded are literally in danger of being lost forever. I'm not trying to be somber or negative or Debbie Downer today. But I do believe we're at a very dangerous intersection as a people and as a nation. 
On June 16, 1858, more than 1,000 delegates met in the Springfield, Illinois, State House for the Republican State Convention. At 5 p.m., they chose Abraham Lincoln as their candidate for the U.S. Senate, running against Democrat Stephen Douglas. At 8 p.m., Abraham Lincoln delivered this address to his Republican colleagues in the Hall of the Representatives. The title of his speech really stood on its own. It said, a house divided against itself cannot stand, a concept that was very familiar to Lincoln's audience as a statement by Jesus Christ that was recorded in all three synoptic gospels. That's the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, and the book of Luke. Jesus said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Even Lincoln's friends regarded the speech as too radical for the occasion. His law partner, William Herndon, considered Lincoln as morally courageous but politically incorrect. Lincoln read the speech to him before delivering it, referring to the house-divided language this way, The proposition is indisputably true, and I will deliver it as written. I want to use some universally known figure, that's Jesus, expressed in simple language as universally known, that it may strike home to the minds of men in order to rouse them to the peril of the times. As we know, this speech was directed at the extreme divide that existed in our country at that time between those who wanted to continue with slave ownership and those who wished to abolish it. While the issues we face today may be somewhat different, the principal matter still remains. Ladies and gentlemen, my dear friends, a house divided against itself cannot stand. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Look at our nation. Some stand, some kneel. The news networks are platforms for the propagation and the proliferation of argument and striving and hatred and division. In the halls of Congress, with our Congress and our Senate, we have individuals who have been elected, but yet they've come into power and influence And they've not handled it so well because now it is agenda-based. It's all about who's going to pad whose pocket and whose special interest group am I going to accommodate. It is not about what is righteous and what is good. It is about what is, well, it's really about what is convenient. So what is the alternative? Is it unity? Well, that's probably never going to happen. Is it uniformity? That sure is not going to happen. Is it political correctness? Many would argue that that's the way to go. Just don't argue. Don't say anything. Just be, don't use certain terms. Don't be politically correct or or just be politically correct. Don't, don't stir the pot. Is it moral compromise? What is the answer? Well, here are the problems that we face. I'm going to, to quote a scripture and I, I say this with great Uh, shall we say, conviction. (laughs) 
The Bible tells us that Satan has this strategy to steal from us, to kill us, to destroy us. Anything good that God is ever going to do in your life, for your life, or through your life, trust me when I tell you there is an enemy that wants to do whatever it can, however it can, to disrupt your journey, to disrupt your quest, to thwart the movement towards the realization of your influence and your leadership in a world that desperately needs righteousness and godliness. The, the media, the powers that be, the systems that are have been erected and deeply embedded in our culture for many years now, those things are working against what it is that God really desires for you and I and for this nation. The strategy is really simple. It's divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. You want to win a battle? Divide and conquer. You want to win the war? Divide and conquer. You want to defeat a generation? You cause extreme divisiveness. And yes, ultimately you'll win. You and I are the victims of a constant barrage of programming and digital engagement. And these sources are are shouting at us. They're, they're feeding us from a fire hose, hatred, bigotry, uh, partisanship, divisiveness. And ultimately, it's evident there is just an absence of love, an absence of tolerance, an absence of deference, an absence of God's love. So, Brian, what is the solution why this somber tone today? I really don't normally do this. You know that. But I'm, I'm really appealing to you. The Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation. I believe that if enough of us turn our hearts, our minds, and our intent toward that which is good, if enough of us will, will actually... Uh, Choose love and choose hope and choose life. Then we can begin to turn this ship around. The Bible also says that perfect love casts out fear. Can you think of a time in your life where there's been more fear, fear of nuclear war, fear of of terrorism, fear of uh, homegrown individuals who are full of hatred and full of dismay and they open fire on a crowd of people. Can you ever think of a time in your life where there's been more fear? Perfect love casts out all fear. There is something about the power of kindness and love when you open the door for the total stranger that may not be the same color as you or the same religious affiliation as you, but you love them and you extend kindness to them. You say a kind word. The power of that is can overcome all of this other stuff. The solution, ladies and gentlemen, is really you. It's you. It's the God in you. It's the God factor shining through. It's light in darkness. It's salt that comes into an environment and begins to change fundamentally the environment to which it's introduced the solution is you and I making up our minds that we're going to stand out. We're going to be different. We're going to insert ourselves into the middle of the fray 
and show the world what the love of God actually looks like. The solution is your leadership. The solution is you being the influencer God has called you to be. In today's Influencers Challenge, I'm going to share with you a few things that I'm going to charge you with, things that I believe we can do to make a difference. I promise you I'm not without hope. In fact, just the opposite. I have great hope. I have great optimism. I have great faith in the goodness of man, the goodness of people. I have great faith in people who will at some point say enough is enough. It's time for us now to lead. It's time for us now to turn the ship around. It's time for us now to to fight for our generations. That's what I want. I don't hate anybody. I don't dislike anybody. What I want is I want our nation to be exalted. I want God's grace and his love and his mercy to be extended into all the corners of our culture. I want to see all of this strife, all this hatred begin to dissipate. And out of the rubble, I'd love to see the grace of God begin to shine through people just like you. That is what our world is longing for. It's what our world is looking for. Will you be that leader? If you're ready to take your life and leadership to another level and are committed to doing whatever necessary to become the influencer God has created you to be, then you are ready for this week's Influencers Challenge. So how do we do this, Brian? How, what, what is the formula? Well, I, I can't say that I have a silver bullet or a formula, but here's the things that I believe we can do to make a difference. Number one, for those of us who are of people of faith and we believe in God, we can pray for our nation. In fact, we're commanded to do so. We're also commanded to pray for those in leadership. I want to encourage you, invite you to pray every day for our nation. Pray for our leaders. Pray for our president, our vice president. Pray for his cabinet. Pray for the congressmen and women that serve us in Washington, D.C. Pray for the senators. Pray for the appointed judges. Pray for your city and community leaders. Pray for our nation. That's number one. Number two, lead by example. Don't do what everyone else is doing. Don't follow the crowd. Do things that are so far outside of the norm that it people take notice of the example that you are portraying. Examples of kindness, examples of love. Lead by example. Number three, refuse to participate in arguments, discussions, and hateful dialogue. Refuse. Listen to me. I promise you every day on your job, in your business, in the marketplace, there are going to be those that want to draw you into a conversation. And I promise you it stirs up emotions and anger because it's drawing you into the spirit of that conversation. Just refuse to participate in arguments, discussions, and hateful dialogue. Don't do it. In fact, if you have an opinion, keep it to yourself and just pray. Number four. Show love, show grace, show kindness and deference to those you come in contact with. Sow those seeds. 
Be agents of peace, of love, and of reconciliation. That is what it's all about. This is not the time to shrink back in fear or anxiety. It's time to show our leadership. It's time to show our love. It's time to show the world our Lord. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Strategic Living Podcast. We trust this program has been a valuable resource and has challenged you to take your life and leadership to the next level. We invite you to join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com. As always, if this podcast and our other resources have benefited you, be sure to share them and pass it on. Until next time, may God bless you immensely. And remember, you are created for greatness.